G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Welcome to On The Rock, God's unchanging word for changing times with Dr. Camille Majdali, Director of Teach All Nations, Melbourne, Australia. Dr. Camille lived and studied in the Middle East, served as the principal of a leading Bible college and now travels the world teaching God's word. He has an extraordinary knowledge of the Bible and a dynamic ability to make God's truth come alive in a real, practical way. This episode of On The Rock will give you keys to survive and succeed in the days ahead by hearing and doing the words of Jesus. Our series is entitled, The Son of God, Understanding the Gospel of John, Part 2. We are in John Chapter 20, and Jesus has risen from the dead. This fact is becoming revealed as we proceed through this chapter. In the last program, we looked at the first 10 verses of John 20. And what we discovered is that the tomb of Jesus was empty. Well, not totally empty. The stone had been rolled away and the grave clothes were there. But Jesus himself, his body, was gone. That much we know already. And according to the text, there were three people who witnessed this amazing event. And that's Mary Magdalene, Simon Peter, and John, the beloved disciple. They saw the empty tomb, and both Peter and John also saw the grave clothes. But Jesus, they didn't know where he went. And so, therefore, they're all stunned, they're all shocked, they're all saddened, and the text talks about them going to their own home, I guess, to process what they have seen. But now we come to this lesson, and it's called Mary Sees the Lord. She is the first one to witness the resurrected Christ. This particular lesson is based on John chapter 20, verses 11 to 18. And it's an amazing, amazing passage, to say the least. John gives unique detail about Jesus after he rose from the dead, and we're grateful for his insight. But it's rather interesting. It's almost like the penny drops in stages, not all at once. Perhaps they would have been overwhelmed. Could you imagine, for example, if they had been sitting in a room, the 11 surviving disciples of Jesus, or even the faithful women with the disciples, they're sitting there minding their own business, and let's say Jesus just appeared out of nowhere, he would have frightened the daylights out of them. So it appears that in the mercy and sovereignty of God, they are given, as it were, bits of information, important, true information, preparing them for the fact that the very man they had seen betrayed, condemned, abused, crucified, interred in a tomb, that same man is now alive, and he's alive forevermore. I'd like to read a couple of verses from our passage today, and I'll begin with verse 14 of John 
20. And this is Mary Magdalene we're talking about. And when she had thus said, she turned herself back and saw Jesus standing, and knew not that it was Jesus. Jesus saith unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? Whom seekest thou? She, supposing him to be the gardener, saith unto him, Sir, if thou hast borne him hence, tell me where thou hast laid him, and I will take him away. And Jesus saith unto her, Mary. She turned herself, and saith unto him, Rabboni, which is to say, Master. I threw in a third verse there. So Mary is encountering Jesus, and at this point, she's actually looking at him, eyeball to eyeball, and doesn't recognize him. We don't know why she didn't recognize him, but let's put it this way. If Jesus had totally new clothing, and if Jesus had his head covered, then that could help explain somewhat, perhaps to a great extent, why she didn't recognize him at first glance. I've seen people, when they are totally covered head to toe, it's hard to recognize them when they're not covered head to toe. However it may be, Jesus revealed himself very simply. He called Mary by name. And that's something that a good shepherd does. He knows his sheep. He calls them by name. When you've got somebody who knows you by name, who cares for your very soul and leads you to a proper place, he is much worth following, and especially because he rose from the dead. Now let's read the entire portion from John chapter 20, verses 11 to 18. Our lesson is called, Mary Sees the Lord. And it's John twenty eleven to 18. Let's listen carefully to God's word. But Mary stood without at the sepulcher weeping. And as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the sepulcher and seeth two angels in white sitting, the one at the head and the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus had laid. And they saw, say unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? She saith unto them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I know not where they have laid him. And when she had thus said, she turned herself back and saw Jesus standing, and knew not that it was Jesus. Jesus saith unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? Whom seekest thou? She, supposing him to be the gardener, saith unto him, Sir, if thou hast borne him hence, tell me where thou hast laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus saith unto her, Mary. She turned herself, and saith unto him, Rabboni, which is to say, Master. Jesus saith unto her, Touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to my Father. But go to my brethren, and say unto them, I ascend unto my Father, and your Father, and to my God, and your God. Mary Magdalene came, and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord, and that he had spoken these things unto her. Our reading is from John chapter 20, verses 11 to 18. And our lesson is called, Mary Sees the Lord. I tell you, Mary Magdalene is a very, very special lady. Because she was given a privilege that nobody else ever had. She's the first person to meet Jesus properly 
after his resurrection. Remember, she was known as the lady whom seven devils were cast out of her. She comes from a place called Magdala. Magdala is on the western shore of the Sea of Galilee. Magdala is, in fact, I believe halfway up between the north and south on that western shore. In 2009, archaeologists uncovered a synagogue, a first century synagogue. And of course, it's made of the Galilean Golan black basaltic stone because it's volcanic up in that area. Therefore, the stone is darker than what you find in Jerusalem. And as far as I know, and I could be not correct here, but that particular synagogue is the only first century synagogue they've uncovered in that area. Remember that the Gospels tell us that Jesus ministered in the synagogues of Galilee. And Magdala was within the range of places that Jesus would have visited. He didn't minister along the entire shore of the Lake of Galilee. For example, he didn't minister in Tiberias, which was Herod Antipas's village, or not village, town actually, nor did he minister on the eastern shore of the lake, except for one instance we know of, and that's to heal the gathering demoniac. No, he was uh, pretty much in the northwestern corner, as well as the northern shore of the Lake of Galilee, and Magdala was in the southern part. I say this to highlight the chances that Jesus ministered in the synagogue of Magdala are extremely high. How precious. Even the synagogue that you visited, Capernaum, is dated the 4th and 5th century A.D., supposedly built on the site of the 1st century synagogue that Jesus ministered. So Mary came from this little town. She had seven devils in her. Jesus came probably to her town. She was set free, and she became a devoted follower of the Lord. As the Lord himself highly points out to you, those who have been forgiven much will love much. And Mary had a love for Jesus in a healthy, holy way that outstripped the love of the disciples. As I said, she was there at the crucifixion. Where were the others? She was there at the tomb. Where were the others? She was there in places that others didn't go, even though they had very, very good attention from Jesus. So Mary is now at the sepulcher weeping. And as she wept, she stooped down and she looked into the sepulcher. Now, I suspect what happened, remember, in the tomb. Inside the tomb itself, it can be spacious, but the door is not spacious. It's, in fact, it's, it's small. So you have to stoop in order to get in. If you visit the famous garden tomb in Jerusalem, and I do highly recommend that you go there. It's a favorite place of Bible-believing pilgrims. The tomb itself, you can stand up in, but you have to humble yourself to get through the little door. And there's a groove where a stone, a circular stone, could be put into place to open the tomb and to close the tomb. But the garden tomb really does resemble what a first century tomb was like, and 
very possibly what Jesus' tomb looked like. So Mary stooped, she looked in the sepulcher, and she sees something that Peter and John did not. What did she see? Two angels in white sitting in the tomb. One was at the head and the other at the feet where Jesus' body lay. So isn't that interesting? No angels when Peter and John were there and they'd gone home. Mary is there and she sees the angels. And of course, she's probably a little bit startled. What are they doing here? And can I just say that they possibly appeared like normal people? Possibly. But then again, they may not. The count, I believe in Matthew, shows something a little different. Now, in verse 13, the angels have a conversation with Mary. And they ask her, why are you weeping? And she replies to them, because they've taken away my Lord and I don't know where they have laid him. And in verse 14, as she's speaking this way, she turns back and she looks and there's Jesus. So just imagine, she's looking in the tomb, having a quick dialogue with the angels. It's all happening so quickly. And of course, it's utterly overwhelming. After all, uh, She's actually experiencing the glory of God in stages. She sees the empty tomb, boom. She sees the grave clothes, boom. She now also sees the angels at the place of the grave clothes, boom. And then if that's not all, she turns around from the tomb and there is standing Jesus himself. But she doesn't recognize him as Jesus. So therefore, they're going to have another dialogue. And that's in John twenty fifteen. Jesus says to her, Woman, why are you weeping? And whom do you seek? So Jesus, suppose, or shall we say Mary, supposing that Jesus is the gardener, because remember, the place where Jesus was crucified, there was a garden. And in that garden was a new tomb that no one had been laid before. So it must have been a pleasant place even though the crucifixion was nearby and a tomb was behind her. So she says this to Jesus, Sir, if you have borne him from here, tell me where you've laid him, and I will take him away. She's a gutsy lady. She's going to go and take away a dead body. Well, that's how much she cared for the Lord. And, oh, by the way, when you touch dead bodies, you become ritually unclean. And this is, of course, probably the days of unleavened bread. So Mary's going to risk impurity for the sake of love and devotion to Jesus. Then in verse 16 of John 20, Jesus said to her, Mary. He called her by name. There is something immensely powerful when Jesus calls you by name. And that's how it should be. When we come to him, our name is inscribed in a book. We call it the book of life. And that is the most important honor you could ever have in this world or the world to come. Your name inscribed in the book of life and that Jesus actually knows you. It's a horrible thing for Jesus to tell you, I never knew you. It is a most wonderful thing when he does say, I know you. 
I call you by name. Remember that God is known by many wonderful titles, but one of the popular titles in Scripture is by those who believe in him, especially when he says, I am the God of Abraham and of Isaac and of Jacob. God is not ashamed to be called our God. He's prepared for us a city, and he becomes our God, and we receive all these benefits because we have believed. Therefore, he calls her name. Mary turns herself and says to him, Rabboni, which is to say, Master. She recognized the voice, even if she didn't recognize the face. Then Jesus says to her, Touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to my Father. But go to my brethren, and say unto them, I ascend unto my Father and your Father, and to my God and your God. Wow. This, the, this is the longest statement Jesus has made for a while. And he's first of all saying, Mary, don't touch me. Now, whether what she was touching probably was his feet, in adoration, but she, he says, I haven't yet ascended to my Father. Now, we don't know for sure whether Jesus made an ascent to the Father and came back for other post-resurrection appearances, or whether that ascending to the Father would be the ascension recorded in Luke 24 and Acts chapter 1. But all we know is he's saying, I haven't yet gone to my Father, but now I want you to go to my brethren. He's referring to the disciples as his brethren and say to them, I ascend to my father and your father and to my God and your God. So, isn't that wonderful? He's ascending to the heavenly father and the heavenly father is also father to the disciples. I'm ascending to my God, who's the same as the heavenly father, but he's also your God. Well, Mary now had her marching orders. And in our last verse for this particular lesson, it says in verse 18 of John 20, Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord and that he had spoken these things unto her. Well, Mary is now becoming an evangelist. And good for her, because that's what we all should be because we have encountered the Lord. So, our lesson is called, Mary Sees the Lord. And our lesson for life is this. For her faithful devotion, Mary is rewarded by being the first to meet the resurrected Lord. After all, God reserves the very best for those who are faithful servants. taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.